I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. You're just making me laugh. You, you just laugh. Take, take six. Take six. Feminism. Feminism. Who won? Leicester lost. Yeah, because they beat Germany 2-1. What a result. Noting that Germany got spanked and everyone likes to see Germany lose. Yeah, so yeah, exactly. Doesn't matter what the context is, Germany lose, everyone's happy. That's that. Be it football, be it cricket, whatever it is, I don't care. Germany getting a pacing every once in a while is a good thing. Germany getting a pacing is a good thing generally, so.
Yeah, but you're assuming that people aren't you're assuming that people aren't allowed to have some hope. You know, there, there's 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 a you know, even even if it's slim, people like the idea that there's a chance. And we've got a chance. If you if you're in it, you've got a chance. And so we've got a chance to win. Slim as it may be, but if you're in the competition, there's a there's a shot that you can make it all the way to the final. Is it likely? No, but it's it's there. I'd still rather have Japan win, but that's unlikely. But there you go. Well, that's all right. I mean, in Qatar, you can't have a drink anyway, so that sort of resolves that one issue, at least for at least for the supporters in in Qatar. Yeah, but it's yeah, but you only you only get four you only get four drinks. There's a four there's a four drink limit. Yeah. No, no, it's it's four it's four plastic it's four plastic half liter plastic cups. That's what you get. Well, the whole point is, is that if someone says you're not allowed to have it, you want it even more. You know, I understand that obviously there's cultural issues in there as well. You know, you don't go to Saudi Arabia expecting to find a pub because it's not going to happen. But ultimately, you're going to a country where it's not allowed. Whether you like it or not, you have to follow the rules, don't you? Let's not talk about the hundreds or thousands of migrants that died in the process of building all of this infrastructure. And now, according, according to Qatar, it's 600. No, no, it's all infrastructure, yeah. It's all infrastructure. It's a $200 billion investment.
I bet it's not 6,000 over five years, so is it? No, well then. The hypocrisy is more, is more, I think, that we shouldn't be sort of pushing democracy. No, but we shouldn't be, we shouldn't trying to be pushing Western morality and democracy on Arabic countries because obviously then you start going down the route of Iraq, in Qatar, in Syria, and many other Arabic countries that have, let's say, suffered at our hands over the course of the last 20, 30 years. And so where, why do we feel that we have any right whatsoever? To sort of, you know, exp- you know, to sort of, you know, complain about their activities in Qatar, and I'm, I'm, I somewhat agree. Yeah, and we're perfectly happy to take their liquid natural gas and several other resources that that they are more than happy to sell to us. So, if we're going to be, if we're going to be so high and mighty. We shouldn't actually do any sort of business or have any sort of ties with Qatar at all. But we're happy to take their energy. We're just not happy for them to have a a world a world stand to have a high standing on the world stage for a couple of weeks. What's the problem? But that wasn't that wasn't that wasn't a Qatar issue. That was a FIFA issue. That was the governing that was the, that that was the governing body that were too that was the governing body that were too afraid to make it to make a stand. And so, because obviously the Qatari officials said we don't like this, so we're sort of informing you that this isn't going to be allowed. FIFA made it. FIFA made a decision. They could have either gone against the Qatari government and had people wear the armbands, regardless. You know what the consequences were. I wouldn't. I wouldn't know. Or they took the view that we're going to have to listen to what our paymasters say, and we'll capitulate to everything that they want. You know, Budweiser as well had a huge uh, merchandising deal. What? No, what were you saying? I didn't hear that. Well, the fact that he had been paid hundreds of millions of pounds in order to 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 get the games hosted in Qatar, you know, they get FIFA gets a huge amount of money for doing this. You know, the financial side is is huge. You know, and like I was saying with, with Budweiser very quickly, is that it was agreed prior to the event. So it was agreed prior to the event that Budweiser could have stands around the stadium and within the stadium selling alcohol. Three days before the start of the set, uh, before the start of the game, Qatar decides no. 
no alcohol, only alcohol zero is to be allowed. And that there should be no obvious signs of Budweiser, you know, around because it looks bad for our country. So this multi, multi, multi-million pound deal essentially got hacked back because the Qatari authorities were unhappy with having alcohol sales visible to the public, which again goes goes against... They shouldn't have what? It's a it's a multi-year deal. Simon, it's it's like it's like a twelve-year deal. You know, it's for it's for this World Cup. It's for European uh, Cups. It's for the next World Cup as well. It's like a hundred and sixty million dollar deal or something like that. Correct. It's all done through FIFA. And FIFA is essentially the most corrupt body on the planet, which we already are aware of. So, Exactly. FIFA essentially turns FIFA essentially turned a blind eye, assuming that they could probably get away with certain things within their own contracts, which they thought that they could impose on Qatari officials. Qatar essentially went back and said, no chance, because this is our country. We have our own morals. We have our own rules. And you'll follow them or else, essentially. And that and that's that. You know, and you can't you can't, you know, a commercial contract isn't going to outdo, you know, the country's own laws and requirements. You have to follow the rules of the country where you're in. And that's just, it, it really is as simple as that. I don't know why anyone would think things would have gone any other way. And it, yeah, and if you don't like it, don't go. It's as simple as that. And I wouldn't, and, be, and I, w- I wouldn't have gone. Well, this is, well, hold on, Simon. This is a question then. So this is a question. So Qatar spent two hundred billion on these games, you know, with a view that they want to change the image of Qatar, you know, bring huge amounts of, of, um, of people into Qatar, either on tourism or to bring foreign businesses, you know, into the country to stimulate this sort of 
second, third wave of growth. After what you've seen, are you going to go to Qatar on holiday? Are you going to move to Qatar as an expat? So is this, is this so Simon using a football reference then has this been a 200 billion dollar own goal it's got to be one of the most expensive mistakes in history because what what Qatar were aiming for is way off what the reality is I think But it's huge investment outside of just the stadiums as well, though. I mean, they've essentially restructured half of the half of the country to to get this done. Road, rail. I think it's a massive own goal. There's so many issues that have cropped up over the past few weeks. So many issues regarding the migrants. So many issues regarding, you know, the treatment of, of tourists or journalists. Um, so many things that were promised that haven't come to be a lot of accommodation that essentially turned out to be sort of sheds with a bit of aircon in it where people were being charged 165 pounds a day for essentially living living in a, for like living in a shack in a desert you get you get a bed a metal chair and an aircon and that's expect and you're expected to live you know, I don't understand. Like, who would? What were these? What were these accommodations for? You know, the, these are, let's call it, relatively wealthy people that are traveling all over the world. You know, that can't afford a thousand pounds a night in one of their main hotels because that's what they were charging. So the cheapest alternative was one hundred and sixty-five pounds. 
but essentially you're, you're, you're living in a shack in the middle of the desert with shared, shared toilets, shared showering facilities, no, no adequate water supply. It's, it's insane. And this is what they thought people would be happy with. But yet someone in Qatar, yeah, someone on Qatar, someone in Qatar essentially suggested that that would be suitable for the general public. So how do they treat? So imagine what, what migrants must, situation that migrants must live in if they deem that acceptable for, for middle class people. How do they treat the people that are actually building this infrastructure and building these these structures. It's, it's shocking. It's shocking. I'm not going to Qatar on holiday ever. Do you, want to, do you want to hear something really funny, though? Do you want to hear something? Do you want to hear something really funny? Is that they, they, they stopped a couple of English supporters going in because they had the Crusader, they had the Crusader, um, how do you call it? The chain mail. You know, it's a little bit insensitive to have a Crusader walking through an Arabic state. I mean, it's about the most culturally intensive thing you could do. But, but, but chainmail in a big red cross is not, is not a good looking at an Arabic state.
Well, it, it, it gets down. Yeah. Well, it get. It, it comes down to um, Islamic edicts. Obviously, you know, you have to follow. You have to follow the the Islamic the Islamic rulings, you know, and it, and it does get to that point, you know, you can't you have to be, but you have to be fully covered. That's how you have to, you know, walk around in public. That's that's the law. That's the rules. You know, you can't have other religious. You can't have you can't have other outside of Islamic sort of the religion. You can't have other religious. Um, artifacts or images around you can't do that again you have to you have to respect the rules of the country whether you like it or not but you need but you should really educate yourself before you go you need to make a you need to make some form of judgment don't you You have to be like okay understand this is a different culture can i live within that culture even if it's for a week if i can't then maybe i should just remove myself from the situation altogether you can't go impose. You can't impose yourself on a culture that isn't your own. I think that I. I don't think that's right. Or they should have. Or they should have made a statement. Or they should have made a statement right at the beginning. They should be like, "If you want to come to this World Cup, these are our these are our conditions. Meet the conditions, or don't come." But that wasn't done. That would be that would be the, that would be the most sensible thing to do. Yes. No. Well, don't quote me on that first of all. I'm not 100% sure. Okay, so women do not have to. Women do not have to. Women do not have to wear head coverings in Qatar. There you go. Yeah, well, you would.
Yeah, well, that bit, I guess, is forgotten about, isn't it? But it's more important to win the, the contest. It doesn't matter anyway, because Qatar's out. They lost all three games, so that's that. What a success. Yeah. It's the first nation to ever lose, to ever lose their first match, I think it is. I think because there is so much corruption, so much, well, not obvious, but so much assumed assumption, so much assumed corruption, you know, with Qatar being given the cup of being. What? This is what we agreed that when the blue light came on, you get your mouth shut. I don't remember what I was saying now. You don't have to hear me. Yeah, that's what I was saying. I lost my train of thought, flipping L. So what's the next topic? Well, I agree, but essentially you're talking about issues that the West have. I don't think you find other Arabic countries protesting about these issues because it's not relevant to them. You know, these are issues that are more relevant to the West. And because we have a louder voice, you know, we're making these this opposition, you know, quite loudly. Obviously, we're not happy about the issue of of LGBTQ rights. We're not happy about the condition that the migrants have found themselves in. We're not happy with, you know, some of the laws that have been enacted in Qatar and how, you know, they, they, they issue certain, what's the best way to say? 
anyway, their le- their legal system has somewhat to be desired, at least compared to what we're what we're used to. And I think we just need to be very careful in trying to push our own culture on another society. You know, again, I repeat, it doesn't matter whether you agree or disagree with the way another country operates. It's for you to make a judgment call as to whether you choose to visit the country and abide by their system or not. And ultimately, your choice is go or not go. And it's as simple as that. If there are certain places where you don't feel happy with the culture or how society operates, simply don't go. Don't try to push your own don't try to push your own morality on on the situation because I don't think I don't think it's right, I don't think it's fair. That's my cat. Agreed. I choose. I choose not to go to Croydon. Yeah, for exactly the same reasons. Cool. I've been. I don't like it. I don't like it. I just don't like it. I've, yeah, I've, I've been a couple of times, not a fan. I'm never going back. At least not by choice. Yeah, they do. Did you know that Croydon is the first, is the first council that's, that's declared itself bankrupt three times in two years? They're under a section something or other notice that the government has to bail them out because they're 300 million something in the hole. Because they get bailed... Because they get bailed out... And then they misuse the money and then they get bailed out again. They misuse the money. They get bailed out for a third time. It's, it's insane. It's absolutely insane, but it's completely off topic. But there you go. Taxi, shut up. <laughs> Sorry. No, he's, he's standing by the door, but I can't... He's standing by the door, but I can't get up and open the door to let him out.
Well, that's all right. We can. That's all right. When we wrap up, I'll open the door. No, no, he's good. Oh, he's coming. He's coming over. Hold on. Number one, it's a boy. Yeah. Yes, it has. No, it's not a transgender cat. It's a castrated cat. It's a castrated cat. It's a castrated cat. There is a difference between being castrated and being transgender. Isn't there, Simon? Probably. No. If we had any real balls, that's exactly what would have happened. You'd have had countries that would have simply chosen not to participate. But because there's so much money in it, that was never going to happen. And that's the reality of it. If we had any real balls, we would have said, thank you, but no thank you. We'll wait until the next one. But that wasn't, not in a million years, not in a million years was that going to happen. And that's the truth of it. Exactly. Or they would have, or they would have worn, or they would have worn the rainbow band and taken the yellow cards. It might not have helped their cause on the pitch, but it would have made a stand. But they chose not to. It's a choice. They could have either chosen to go ahead and, you know, for, for you know, like rules to the wind. We're going to do it anyway to make a point to make a stand. But they were like, well, actually, no, we'd rather win the World Cup. So there you go. Exactly. If everyone would have taken a union, if anyone, if everyone would, have, if everyone would have taken a unilateral stand, there was bugger all people would have been able to do about it. That and they, I, I agree with you one hundred percent on that one.
Not a clue because I don't understand cricket, but you're probably right. And the apartheid movement was incredibly strong. The anti-apartheid movement was huge, you know, and and it made a change. But everyone stood together for the most part. Plus 20,000 a night for his hotel room, by the way. Plus 20,000, plus 20,000 pounds, 20,000 pounds a night for his hotel room in Qatar, by the way, paid for. No, but the hypocrisy is insane, but he's not a smart, he's not exactly very smart up here anyway, so there you go. Hey. Yeah, but he'd rather take the money, Simon, so there you go. Well, yeah, he does. He has to prop up his wife's... He has to prop up his wife's fashion empire that's collapsing. That, that costs quite a few million pounds a year. Just to keep the thing afloat, so every every penny counts, I. He said it, not me. No. no comment. No comment. Agreed. And on that note, on that note, let's say goodbye. You could have kept that for afterwards, but fine. No. All right, everybody. Thank you.
Thank you for watching and subscribe to the channel, please.